service today. This is the seventh of my sermons about favorite passages of the Bible. And today I'm turning to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, the 18th chapter, the first through the eighth verses. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because the widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to this. Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was 15, I had my first boyfriend. Oh my goodness, I fell hard. I mean, he was perfect, I thought. Um, and I wanted to just spend all my time with him, and I wanted to, to be a cooperative girlfriend. And you would say, what does she want to be cooperative in? <laughs> well, he bought two tickets to a rock concert. Now, I want you to know that after many years, I have no idea what concert this was. What I remember is that when I went home and said, guess what, next Saturday night we're going to this concert, my father said, no, you're not. And I said, please. And he said, no, I, I just don't think that's a very good place for you to go. I don't think this is a very good idea. I don't think you're old enough. No. And I cried and I begged and I just gave all kinds of grief to my father and mother and I was like, please change your mind. And my dad turns to me and he says, when you can find a reason in this Bible that I should send you to a rock concert, I will let you go. <laughs> So I tell you what, for two weeks I went through my Bible and I would bring up passages and he'd say, yeah, right. <laughs> no. And I would bring up another passage and he would say, no. And at two weeks I came upon the parable of the unjust judge. <laughs> I, of course, thought he was most unjust. In retrospect, he was probably right the first time when he said no, versus that day when he turned around and said yes. 
It is interesting that I remember the passage of Scripture. I remember the story of hunting down Scripture to try and find a way to go to this concert, but I have no idea what concert I went to, whether I liked it or it was a good idea. No. But I learned then a little bit about the concept of not giving up. The concept of having a belief and a dream in something that I did not give up in. Now, I'd had training on this subject much earlier in my life by my father. One of the things my mother did not like is when I began to cry illogically and very diligently. So one time when I was in the third grade, my mother heard me crying and she came into my room and I'm just crying and crying and crying and I'm like, my life is over. It will never happen. I will never make this paperwork. I'm going to fail the third grade, and then I won't get to go on to fourth grade, and then I won't graduate from high school, and I won't get to go to college, and my life will be completely over because I, I, it's, it's over now. And my mother said, I'm getting your father. <laughs> and uh, my father comes into the room, and he, he, he looks at me, and he says, I'm glad to see you're crying. I said, why? He said, because I want you to remember this feeling the rest of your life. And I'm like, that's really mean. He said, no, no, I want you to remember it because no matter what you do, tomorrow night, you are going to be just fine. He said, you will not have died, your life will not have been over, and you will have learned that sometimes those feelings are wrong. I actually finished the paper. Once again, I don't remember how I did, but I did graduate from the third grade. <laughs> not even with serious problems that I remember. However, there seemed to be a consistent learning in my family that one should not give up. Now, I have two other stories from childhood that, that seem to, to inform this. I think that my father and my mother and God himself must have known that I needed to be able to have persistence, to be able to deal with all these church families I was going to deal with through the years. But anyhow, I mean, you know, you just never know how it's going to go. One of them was The Little Engine That Could. Does anybody remember the book, The Little Engine That Could? Yep, that, that was one of my favorite. I wanted to read it every night, and I would just say to myself when life got tough, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. The other one that I really liked was the tortoise and the hare. And I liked it for a completely unusual reason. I liked it because I've never been an athlete. 
I can't run very far or very fast. Surprisingly, we had a, we had a question last Sunday afternoon. No, it wasn't Sunday afternoon. When was it? Oh, the United Methodist Women's Meeting this week. There was a question asked on a bingo game saying, um, have you been on any sports? What was it? High school sports. Have you played any high school sports? I didn't play any high school sports, but I played college soccer. Yeah. Of course, it was one of those kind of teams that anybody who tried out got to be on. <laughs> and the coach was required to let everybody who was on it play. And my college roommate, who was really good at such things, wanted me to go out with her. We had to run two miles, two miles before every practice. And she would literally get behind me and push me. <laughs> Come on, Dorothy, you can go a little farther. No, I can't, I'm giving up, I can't do it. Yes, you're going with me. We're gonna do this together, keep running. And then she'd say, keep walking. <laughs> Just keep going. So. When I think of the story of the tortoise and the hare, I think about the fact that that rabbit could just run rings around the tortoise, but the tortoise kept going. And this is part of what we have in this story, is we have the story of a widow who keeps going. And I want to share two other stories, one from Numbers. Now, I, I know that each of you is the most familiar with any Bible's book of the Bible with numbers, right? Y'all been reading it this week and <laughs> diligently studying it. So you probably know there's a story in Numbers about a man who had five daughters and no sons. And when he died, the sons inherited nothing. I mean, the daughters. Well, the sons didn't get anything because they were not existent. But the, the daughters didn't get anything because they weren't sons. Moses stood before the people and read the law. And in the law, it talked about the fact that the sons would inherit so the name and the line could continue. And the daughters went up and said, well, this law is wrong. Because the line won't continue if there are no sons. So we as daughters should receive something so that our line of our father might continue. They did this in front of Moses, the high priest, the entire assembly of the people of Israel. And Moses looked down upon them and said, well, I guess I better go ask God about this one. And God said, yes, they're right. And the law was changed. Now, if you want to question whether I actually um, made this up or not, you can look it up in chapter 27. I think Liz has already found it. <laughs> She wasn't sure whether I'd made it up or not, so she looked it up right away. There they were. 
Now, one of the things I want to talk about today, though, is that Jesus is telling a story about us praying to God. He is saying to them at the beginning, he said, this is about your need to pray always and not to lose heart. The need to pray always. And then he says at the end of it, he says, and will not God grant justice to his chosen one who cried to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will grant quickly grant justice to them. This is an unjust world. We turn around and we see things that are not just all the time. And it's, it seems to me important in this story to realize that what Jesus is talking about is answering the needs of issues when they are handled diligently, like the widow, but even more when we turn to God in prayer. There was a book and later a movie called Just Mercy. And it was about a man named Brian Stevenson. He was a Harvard graduate, law school graduate. He, got, he decided to go to Atlanta and to be part of a, a federal grant that wanted to help make better justice in the system. And he got sent to Alabama. And not long after he got here, the grant died. Those things happen, don't they? But in the meantime, he'd fallen in love with the concept and the belief that there needed to be more justice on death row issues. And he began to fight for men, particularly, on death row that he believed might have been unjustly sentenced. And the movie and the book focused on one man. I was reading up on it again. This man was put on death row even before, even before the court case began. Can you imagine? They began, they assumed before there was any case that he was the one who was guilty. Although he had been at a party with many witnesses. This was the first of dozens of cases that Brian Stevenson has managed to overturn. He fought for justice in a world that didn't want him to fight for it. I mean, nobody wants their case overturned. Nobody is happy to have some interloper come in and say, hey, let's do this again. You messed up. But he fought for it against it. We each have the ability to see things in this world that aren't done right. Places that are unjust. I have never met a more wonderful church at reaching out to people in need. And that is all honesty. In the, in the brief time I've been here, I look at Red Ridge, and you are reaching out to everyone that you know has need. Every month you have this offering. Right now we're having an offering for the um, school supplies, for those who do not have school supplies. 
Can you imagine going to school and not having the basic things? And not only that, nowadays a lot of the schools ask for you to bring basic supplies for the teacher, like paper towels and, and Kleenexes and, and many things that the teachers don't even have. What, what a blessing that we help them. Last month, we, we took an offering of, of gifts for things for the nursing home, and they were used in, to be bingo gifts and were all given away the very first bingo session. So I'm just here to tell you that if you want to bring some more supplies <laughs> for the nursing home, they could really use them because they're already out. What a blessing we have of a knowledge of this need to be persistent, to go forth. But we cannot just depend on our own selves. We need to turn around and turn to God. Because God is a force way greater than us, and we know that. But how often do we forget to really turn the needs of our hearts to the Lord? How often do we look and see those places that other people are hurting and in need and not getting the treatment they need? How often do we forget the people in need? We have at the very bottom of our prayer list on continued prayers the people of Ukraine. We've got a whole page of prayers. Do we actually get to the people of Ukraine <clears throat> and all the struggles and hurts that they are going through right now? We're not over there. We're not able to help in ways that we know. But if we need to be helping and we pray, God will tell us. We need to dream big. We need to dream like God's dream is. We don't need to dream like our dreams. Every once in a while, somebody will say, why don't you do such and such and such and such? And you'll say, no, 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 no. <clears throat> Years ago, I was serving in what at that point was called the Birmingham West District. And the Birmingham West District was one of those areas where a lot of the, the community was in transition from one type of community to another one. And the new community was poor. And the new community was for the most part black. And the new community, the old community was more wealthy and white. And I was given a Large building, very large building. It had four stories with a gym on the top floor. They didn't use any of the four-story building. They had a ceiling that had plaster on it that would arbitrarily fall during the middle of the service. You want to have something that is kind of scary? And they said, well, we don't have any future because we don't have any young people. I love this church. Already I love y'all. And I, one of the things I love is you say, we can do things no matter what age we are. 
It's not over. God is with us, and God can provide the ability for us to do things. Anyhow, they said there are no young people and no children in this community. I hope if you say this, you be careful and see what God shows you. I would sit, I, first of all, there was my own little daughter who was just a baby. She was in the community. But also, I would sit at my, 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 my door and I would watch children go by every day in their little strollers with their mothers or fathers. And I would think, wow, I wonder where those kids came from. And I started thinking, what in the world, Lord, can I do to make a difference? And God gave me a dream. The dream was that I would help all the churches in the district be able to welcome children into their church. See, because I believe when you're going to dream, you might as well dream big. Forget this one church that didn't do it. I was going to go for all of them. So I went to the district superintendent and I said, I have decided that I am going to do a ministry with the churches of the Birmingham West District helping children. And he said, and how do you plan to fund it? I said, I don't know. He says, well, come back when you have the money for it. He didn't expect me to come back, did he? God provided. We look... And we consider what God provides. We're going to close with this beautiful piece out of Revelation. And it shares God's promise to make all things new. Never stop dreaming of God's transformation of the unjust to the just, of the hurting, to the healed, of the lost, to the found. Because God makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen.